Welcome to the Matters of the Heart podcast with me, Bishop Sharon Jones. You've selected an awesome episode today. I know something is going to be said that will strengthen your journey. So enjoy. Because my podcasts are not only for women, but to men as well, I have a very special guest with me that can talk about a man because he is a man indeed. I have watched his life from a teen to a matured older man. I won't say an old man, but (laughs) an older man. My husband of 51 years and best friend of 56. Please welcome the Honorable Bishop Arthur T. Jones, Sr., Senior Pastor of All People International Mm -hmm. Church, Jacksonville, Florida. Welcome, Bishop. God bless you, Bishop Sharon. I'm glad to be here with you on today and your listening audience. Yes. Uh, Bishop, before we go into our topic for discussion today, I want to ask you a question. All (laughs) right. I want to ask you a question. It's a statement that you often say, okay, Um, but uh, you say, um, not all the time now, but sometimes you say, Lord, this woman that thou gavest me. That thou giveth me? Uh uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What do you mean by that? Please explain to me. What do you mean by that? Well, first I want to say, Bishop, uh, It's a love-centered statement Okay. that reflects the love that I have for you. And sometimes in, in our conversations and uh, in, in the things that we do in life, sometimes you give me a Lucy experience. A Lucy experience. And, you know, the Lucy and Daisy on their show just oh, come on years okay. ago. I promise you some of the listening artists do not know who Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz are. Well, Lucy was a character. <laughs> and sometimes she did things that just baffled the man. Oh, wow. But I don't think, I don't think it's just her mm-hmm. or those loose experiences that you give me uh, sometimes. Okay. Uh, but I think it, it, it is, is evident in most leaders. Oh, okay. It's that, it's that, that special moment uh-huh. of doing something that you feel is the right thing to do. But then you figure out the end. Oops, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> a loose experience. A loose experience. But then I'm told okay. to honor you. Yes. As the week of Elsa. All right, all right. And for 51 years, baby. Yes. I've sure honored you. Bless your heart. And I don't mind the Lucy experience. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you, Bishop. God bless you. Bless you again. Again, I want to welcome my husband, amen, my love, uh, and my pastor to the broadcast today. And again, I say, God bless you, Bishop. Let me ask you a question. Talking about a man now, we're talking about a man. Yes. All right. Why is a man's pride so important to him? Uh, Bishop, uh, let's uh, look at how pride uh, is defined. All right. All right. All right. We have to look at that. All right. You know, uh, being admired by others. Okay. To do some things in life that cause people to speak uh, words of, 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 of blessings and kindness over your life because of the way you represented yourself or the things that you've done. They praise you in some sense. And then uh, there's the pride that one might have in himself for some achievements, some accomplishments he has made. But in myself, 
I believe in every man, I mean real men, in every man, there's this, the consciousness of one's own dignity. Mm. Mm. his own dignity, his, mm-hmm. his own honor, mm-hmm. his own respect mm-hmm. that a man has in himself. Mm. Uh, when a man says he wants to do this mm-hmm. himself, All right. he desires to stand on his own feet. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't always do it yourself mm-hmm. and you can't always really stand on your own feet, you need help. But a real man has that desire. I'm not talking about men who want people to pay their bills and to take care of their responsibilities and and always look for somebody to help them out. I'm talking about a man who feels self-integrity, who feels a strength in himself. Mm. Let me try it first. Mm -hmm. Let me deal with it first. Let me see if I can work it out. Mm. A real man. And I believe that the letter is the part that exists in a real man. Not so much the praises of others or the accomplishments that you have accomplished in life. No, it's what's on the inside of a man. Mm. It's the way I feel that real men are made. I know in myself, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I know that there are times I need help. Mm-hmm. But caring for my family, that's my job. Mm. Protecting my wife, that's my job. Mm. Feeding my household, that's my job. Mm-hmm. And in me, I don't feel really complete mm. except I make the effort mm. to make that journey to satisfy that that I knew I should do. Well, Bishop, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Um what are your views of a working man? Does uh, does a man that have a job, a J-O-B, uh-huh, <laughs> does this increase his integrity or his dignity? Bishop, I, I really I really believe that any man that has a job, it, it increases uh, his integrity, uh, his self-worth, his value. I believe that. But but let's look, but let's let's look at the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Genesis the second chapter, beginning at verse 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Bible begins by saying, and God placed the man in the midst of the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some things that happen, and I want to talk about it. There are four things that happen. The first thing, uh, God, when God places man in the garden, he tells the man to work the garden, not to dress the garden. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is telling him, you got to work. Every man has to have it in himself. Now, let, let's make it plain. Don't nobody love work. <laughs> nobody loves sweating from their brow and working hard. Everybody like to sit under shaded place and air condition, sipping some Kool-Aid or something mm-hmm. and enjoying the day. All right. But a man, a real man, should not fear work. Wow. He should not dodge work. Mm. He should understand it's his duty, his responsibility to work. So God tells the man, you got to work. Mm. And then God makes man responsible, accountable, oh. responsible first. For he tells man, and you keep the garden. Mm. He makes him the shepherd of the Lord over the garden. Then he tells man, look around you. Of all the trees, the fruit trees in this garden, you may freely eat. But of that tree in the midst of the garden, 
of the knowledge of good and evil, he tells them, don't you touch it. Don't you eat it. For the day you eat from it, you shall surely die. And so what we see now, we see a working man, mm -hmm. a man that holds responsibility, mm -hmm. and a man that is accountable. Mm -hmm. Work, responsibility, and accountable. Mm -hmm. What are the four things? God tells man, look, look at every beast that I've created, every fowl of the air, look at them, and give them names. Mm -hmm. And Adam named every beast, every creature that God had created. And the Bible said, whatever Adam called them, that was the name thereof. Mm -hmm. And so now, Adam has accepted the challenge. And so in life, a real man accepts the work, All right. the responsibility, uh, the accountability, mm -hmm. and, the challenge. and the challenge. I used to say something a long time ago mm -hmm. when I would preach this uh, concerning uh, home and marriage and family. I would say this. If a man, if a man does not walk in these four elements, he need to go back in the oven. Wow. He's not done yet. Go back in the oven. He got to finish cooking. <laughs> you understand? Oh, wow. The temperature has not been hot enough mm. to satisfy what he needs to make him what he ought to be. Mm. He's not been fully purified into what he ought to be. Mm. So if a man can accept this, mm -hmm. if a man can walk in this, then a man has a sense of pride about himself because He's a worker. Mm -hmm. He's responsible. He cares about it. And he's accountable if he makes some mistakes. Mm -hmm. If he falls short, he ought to, listen, all of us make mistakes. Yeah. All of us come short. It's a weak man that I never admit he's wrong. I'll say it again. Wow. I was talking to a brother a few months ago, actually a few months ago, but I've, I've, I've talked this for a long time. But a few months ago, I was talking to a brother after Bible study. And he came and talked to me about some things. And I said, uh, did you feel wrong about that? He said, he said yeah, I should have did it another way. I said, did you apologize? Oh, 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 Bishop, I don't apologize for nothing. Wow. And here's what I said to him. And as he listened, he know I did. I won't call a name. Here's what I said to him. I did not know, brother, that you were that weak. Wow. He said, weak, Bishop? I said, I said yeah, weak. It's a weak man. They cannot apologize hmm. when he knows he's wrong. Hmm. It takes strength Ooh. for a man that walks in integrity and honesty and truth to turn around and say, you know, you may see me in a little different light, but I was wrong about that. I know. And I apologize. Hmm. I want to tell you what happens. What happened if you apologize about things that you knew you were wrong in, they will see you in a greater light. They'll okay. see you as being real and honest. Wow. Can I say this for a minute? Yes, sir. Uh, Bishop. Something happened some years ago when my eldest son was in his teens. And he, I thought, I thought that he was talking out of place to his mother and his grandmother because it seemed he was talking that way. And I grabbed him and turned him around and I did this, yes. The chief apostle, Bishop Jones, popped inside his head with my hand. And I said, you never talk to your mama or your grandmama in that tone. Do you understand me? All he said, that, 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 that's all he said. And I wouldn't let him finish his conversation. I said, get on the bus. And then my mother and my wife looked at me uh, like I had did something to defile them. And I said, what's wrong? 
They said he was he was not talking to us. He was talking and playing with some of his friends. Yes. Well, it hit me hard. And I thought about the times that I wanted my father to say I'm sorry when he accused me of things that I knew I did not do. Yes. But the best I ever got of my daddy was one day he realized he had said something to me that was not true and that it hurt me. And he came and found me and put his arm around me and all he said was, are you all right? And I said, yes, sir, I'm all right. He said, come on, let's go home. And all the way home, I wanted my daddy just to say, I'm sorry, son. Mm. But I never heard that. And I guess in myself, I realized, are oh, you all right, son, was his apology. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to apologize to my son. And I didn't want him by himself. I wanted him around all his friends that had heard me and saw what I did. And when I saw them all together, I came to him and I said aloud, not in a whisper, I said, son, daddy need to apologize. Mm-hmm. I said, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I judge you wrong, and daddy sorry. He came to me and put his arm around me and said, you all right, daddy, you all right? I said, no, it wasn't all right. all right. I said, I'm sorry. And he embraced me, but I believe that caused my son to see me in a different light. And I want to tell you, brother, I don't care how strong you think you are, a greatest strength is to admit when you were wrong. My Lord. Well, baby. My God. I, I'm enjoying talking yes. to you. So would you say, Bishop, that um, just going back a little bit, amen, thank God for, for what you've shared uh, with us today. But would you say that if a man does not have a job, that he is not fulfilling his responsibility? <laughs> Let me tell you something about working. A man can have it in his heart if I can just find a job, mm. I'll prove to him i work. Mm-hmm. And i work hard at the job. Just because you see a man that's not working does not immediately tell you that he's not a real man. All right. That he is not a man that won't work. You see, a lot of men that are not working is not because they don't want to work. But they are not able, and it's true, especially this time, to find a job, you know. And and and, and can I say this to all you brothers out there who say jobs are beneath you? <laughs> no job is beneath you when you're on the ground. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> no job is beneath you when the earth is trying to cover your heart and mind. Wow. Any job is an elevation. Wow. Can I say it again? Slinging hamburgers oh. at Burger King. All right. Dealing with them greasy hamburgers at Crystal's. That's right. It's a job. It's bringing home a check. It's bringing home a check. And, and so sometimes real men just haven't had the opportunity to find a job. I'm not talking about males. You know, I'm not talking about men who who want somebody to bring the paycheck home and give to them. I'm not talking about that. Are they laying up in the bed all day long while you while the female is working? That's what I'm talking about. No, I'm not, but I'm talking about a real man. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I remember a whole year I didn't work. Mm-hmm. When because I didn't want it, because I had a good job mm-hmm. and I took care of bills. But one day I had an affliction in my legs. I had multi uh, blood clots. I had I had ulcerations, and I could not. Do you remember that day when I got up? Yes. And I used to put my brogans on and time tight. Yes. Yes. Had those ulcers down. I did it. Yes. And I was walking to the front door, going to work, and I fell in the chair, 
And I said, baby, I just can't do it. Mm. And for a year after I came out of the hospital, for a year, I couldn't lose my legs. I couldn't uh, because those ulcers and those skin grafts had to take. And it was at that time when you prove your love towards your husband. You work for Attorney McGriff and Attorney's office, the secretary, and you would come home on Friday and you would lay down your paycheck in front of me. And you would say, honey, this is how much we made this week. What to do with it? And we'll sit down and decide how we would handle it. And I made you a promise that day. I said, baby, I promise you, when I get back on my feet and can work, I will work and I give you the paycheck and the charge cards. Who has the charge cards now? I have the charge card and I have the wallet. And the wallet. <laughs> Why? Because I trust her. Yes. She proved herself that when I was down, she wouldn't step on me. And when I got up, it has been my effort and my goal from that time to this time to prove myself to my wife. And so don't judge a man because he's not able to work or because he can't find a job. But you know, you don't get a job sometime. That's right. If you're getting a job under minimum wage, get a job. Work. Can I tell you something about a, a, a wife that love you, about children that love you? Brother, if you're working and showing yourself and you're trying to do it and you, you're working hard to achieve and accomplish, you, not, you, not, you may not have the best job or bring home the greatest paycheck, but you're somebody big in their lives and they will defend you for who you are. So, brother, I can understand looking for work. But what I cannot understand is you never finding work. Hmm. I'm going to say it again. Oh. I can understand you looking for work. Ah. But I cannot understand you never finding work. And I cannot understand you leaving a job that you have because you felt like it was beneath you and you have nowhere to go. I can understand you leaving a job when you got a wife and children because they ditched you or because they upset you. Mm. Go in the bathroom, shut the closet, shut the stall, get the tissue, wipe the tears out your eyes, have your little moment, straighten yourself out and go back to work because mm. it's more than you. It's your household that you are caring for. Mm. I know what I'm talking Say about. It, Bishop. I've done that. Yes. I've done that. Yes. I did it at Flowers Industry when I was working there and they was giving men of another color, mm. Anglo-Saxons, jobs that I knew I could do. And then I had to train them to do it. Mm. And when the last straw came, a young man came back from the service and my supervisor told me that I had to train him for the job that I was holding down. And when I questioned my body, he said, well, when they come back from the service like this, we got to give them back the same jobs. I left out the office. I stormed into the bathroom and I looked out the window and I felt like I was being dogged out. I was being treated wrong. I was being put down. And I, tears fell out my eyes because I was hurting on the inside. Yeah, sometime in life will make you hurt like that. Then I said, I ain't got to work this job. I can leave here. But I thought about my wife, Bishop Sharon Patricia Cannon Jones, and our one son then, Bishop Arthur Jones Jr. And it dried my eyes. And I said to myself, I don't have nowhere to go. This job pays me good. I'm going to work. And I went back to work. And I worked till somebody saw my worth and my value. And who was it? It was the owner 
of the company, Mr. Flowers. <laughs> and from that point on, my, my. till God took that job from me, <laughs> I had an inside connection yes. with the boss. My Lord. And so hang in there. Hang in there. Don't leave a job because you're upset with somebody mm -hmm. when you got responsibility mm -hmm. and you ain't got nowhere else to go. Now, if you got somewhere else to go, mm -hmm. have a farewell party. <laughs> but if you ain't got a brother, Woo. you're the man of the house. Yes. You're the breadwinner. Yes. You're the keeper. You're the shepherd of the house. Oh, Bishop. Work your project. Work your project. And bless your house. Woo. And let your house call you the man of the house. My Lord, my Lord. Woo! Yeah. A man can be a man, a real man without a job, mm -hmm. but he's not a real man when he utterly say all his life, I can't find no job. My Lord. When he walks off a job that he has because somebody upset him mm -hmm. when he has a household to take care of. Mm -hmm. You got to understand what you got to do. Yes, sir. And do what you have to do. Do what you have to do. Oh, thank you, Bishop. My Lord Jesus, you blessed us today. You blessed some man out there. I know you have. Some boy, I, I some teenager. So. I pray so. Amen. Amen. And thank you for being with us today. And I want to thank you, my listening audience, for joining me along with my special guest, my husband of 51 years. Amen. I wish I had a horn that I could blow it. Amen. But I thank God. I thank God for you and I appreciate you. And I thank God for you being a man. I thank God for you loving your family enough that you took care of your family. When you were sick in your body, you took care of us. You fathered me and you fathered our children. And I just want to say to you, I appreciate you. And I thank God for you in the name of Jesus. Bishop, I really do. Sharon, Patricia Cannon Jones, all can see in the church. I call your whole name because I love all of you. And God knows I love you and you've been with me and you help me in every situation. You are the extension of my dreams. And I thank you for being that extension. Love you. God bless you. Hugs and kisses forever. God bless you. Amen. Now I want you to remember my listening audience that each episode that you receive here on the matters of the heart addresses how to equip, empower, support, and change lives. Uh, while you're going through a whole lot, it teaches you how to go through healthy relationships with God while dealing with the matters of the heart. Don't forget now to share, subscribe, and download your favorite episode and get ready for a life-changing experience that will motivate you and give you strength for your journey. Now the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. We speak sweet peace today, a peace that passes all understanding. Again, thank you, Bishop. God bless you, thank you. And thank you for joining the Matters of the Heart.